0: Oh, don't mean to put a wet blanket on that statement, which by the way, blanket statement. I was thinking about this, a blanket statement. I even actually did a little quote unquote research, uh, quote unquote, because I've always heard the term, oh, that's such a blanket statement. And when you hear it, it can mean one thing. Because when you try to connect words in the English language, typically things connect and it's not so literal, but you kind of piece two and two to get right? That's kind of what learning a language is about. It's more than just learning words and translation. It's about understanding, like for example, metaphors and examples, similes, alliteration, onomatopoeia, mouth. Um, But a blanket statement is basically... "Quote unquote, something that someone says a generic response or has a generic explanation and it applies to all. When obviously not every statement applies to everything. But in their world it does. But a blanket statement when I hear the word blanket I think of Covering up, staying warm, keeping it moving, having a good night's sleep. And sometimes, if you think too much of something, you don't sleep well at night. And sometimes, you know what? It is what it is. Sometimes things aren't that deep. Sometimes things are just a good old blanket. So ironically, wouldn't a wet blanket actually be more of a negative thing than a blanket statement? Because there's nothing positive when you hear the word blanket statement. And a wet blanket it's not going to help you sleep well at night. It's like sleeping with wet socks. I, I don't know if you, if you have shitty shoes and you even walk into... And it's drenching fucking outside while it's fucking raining. And it rains on your shoes. You step on a couple puddles. It's uh, wearing out its welcome safe to use your ripped book bag as a way to protect yourself. Even though your notebook's full of your future $500,000 worth of material is in there. And now you got wet socks. And boy, it sucks. But not as much as a wet blanket in your bed would be. But hey, do not want to generalize shit now, would we? Welcome to episode 132 of the Off and Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. This is the first time I've recorded in the middle of the day. It is 12.04 p.m. Eastern. Recording this on April 2nd, 2022. That means it's 4 2 2 Which means... I don't know about you, but it's April 2nd of 2022, and I'm tailor-made for this swift impromptu pod. Um, Actually, you know, a little background, I woke up, I went to bed about 6, 7 a.m., got off work late, then I got a phone call, asking to go to Olive Garden. Unfortunately, I can't go, I have work, Nothing. that really cares about my personal life like that, but I was a little disappointed, because you know what? I'm a man. I like some. I like breaking free bread sticks. But um, <laughs> by the way, I wonder if Olive Garden does have the all-you-can-eat pasta thing going. But yeah, and you know, you ever get a phone call after you've only slept for a few hours, and you can't go back to sleep, and you're actually kind of awake, but you know you're going to be tired. You're not even exhausted. You're actually like, oh, I'm kind of awake now. It's like, once you're up, I would assume it's like waking up with a baby all the time, like a crying baby. And uh, my crying baby was the one that called me. Um, <laughs> oh, crocodile tears. Um, crocodile. Talk about the jungle book. Which, By the way, I really think I need to start reading. Guys, welcome to the jungle. With my uninformed curiosity, uh, well, I guess we just found the name for the pod. Uninformed curiosity. I've been hearing that term "informed" lately. Or well, not lately, because it's a very common thing in today's society. People are so obsessed with how informed you are about things. Being informed, being informed. If you're not informed, you're an idiot. And people think just because they're informed, they're smarter right or they at least are more in tuned with society right what's more important being informed or being curious about things but maybe not always giving a fuck to actually go look at shit i actually appreciate someone that's like you know i'm curious about something and i have my own thoughts based off my own life experience my own projections (laughs) literally when you think about what an opinion is or a thought process it really is just a projection which when people want to use you're just projecting your shit on to me it's like well yeah because that's what baby I'm Mel Kuyper my job is to project what you're gonna do years from now and they project your value they they project what your hmm, your traits your character traits your work ethic and all this shit The stuff that matters when I'm about to when these organizations are like four years from now, you're going to want one hundred eighty million dollars from us. So, yeah, I'm going to go deep into my projections and I'm going to judge the fuck out of you. All right. But for some reason. If I'm bitching to my lady, all of a sudden my projections are a problem. Oh, that's your insecurities. See, you're just being so insecure. It's like, but it's literally something that is in your DNA. It's literally something of a characteristic that you have shown. It's a, uh, as they call a character red flag. Well, I don't know if that's the proper term or whatever. But like when you hear, when when they're talking about drafting and scouting and shit like that. And that's really what, you know, when you're making, if I'm about to propose to a lady, I'm investing, potentially for the boy, hundreds of millions of dollars on the line. Or at least, you know, a couple thousand. <laughs> see, my, the best part about... See, here's the problem. Like The best thing about not making a lot of money is that you don't have to worry about why someone's with you. It's like, well, you can't even say I'm a gold digger because I accepted a lot less than I deserve with you. And I'm like, thank you, baby. Um, got to drag it down with me. That's kind of the appeal. Um, you, you relied on my potential. And 18 years later, it's not happening. Um, <laughs> but you know what he means? Well, it's all about intention. It's like, well, you know, at a, certain, at a certain point, intention has to at least, you know, come from below the water. Even, you know, even Ariel had the get in the ship get on the ship to show eric how much she needed him how much she loves him she didn't let ursula drag her down nah she's like eric please which by what you think about is little mermaid really just a spin-off or i should say more of a rip-off of titanic i don't know which came out before which but it didn't really matter which movie came out before which because titanic was a real story and 1912 was when that bitch sank. And maybe I'm literally thinking of this as I'm doing. Maybe Ursula is a uh, is a representation of the iceberg. Ariel is that cunt Rose, and Eric is Jack. Now, granted, Eric didn't die in this. And ironically, they reversed it were Ariel's the one that could go underwater and all this shit. Under the sun, part of my world. And Sebastian is just like. You we know, want to talk about appropriation, which is kind of weird, you know. You know, they're so worried about uh like with the Simpsons, you know, with Apu, you know, there's a whole controversy, of, um, you know, having Hank Azaria who. Literally does ninety voices on the fucking show. No one cares when Seth MacFarlane on Family Guy did a shitload of voices. No one cared when on South Park, they they just do nothing but egregious impersonations and all that shit. But for some reason, The Simpsons, a more family friendlier show, instead of paying another voice character actor to do. Six lines of fucking show. They're like, you know what? Why don't we just have this one guy do like eight different voices on the show? We save money. And guess what? It's voices. You're not... You don't have to see someone. It's not like they had... It's not like you have Ryan Gosling on screen trying to play Black Panther. Like, that would be... agree. It's not like they're having, you know, a fucking... Uh, Miles Teller just, hey, you know what? You'll replace Chadwick Bozeman. No one will know a difference. No, it's voices. And it's not about representation nothing like that. It's like well, you, want, you want to pay someone hundreds of thousands of dollars an episode to do six lines when this one guy can just kind of do five tasks in one. Now, granted, he may be getting underpaid. I think that's the bigger thing. Because if you look at, like, when these shows, like, Family Guy. Like, it's not just, like, Seth MacFarlane does, like, nine voices. Like, the, all the other actors, they do other voices as well. Type of shit. Like, typically, you do multiple voices and a thing. Because, one, it's just time efficient. You get it done. It's like, oh, you sound like what this person can sound like. You know what? Fine. It would be like, if 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 you're running a... You know, let's say you're, uh, let's say you're talking about music and you're talking about, uh, like a cover band or, you know what? Let's say like, uh, Elvis, you know, they always have people impersonate Elvis, when you go to Vegas and all that shit. You know what? If an Asian dude can sound like fucking Elvis, so, by the way, I never get the whole appeal of Elvis. Even when you look in and try to understand the times of like, ooh, this was attractive than this did not really look like that attractive of a guy. Um, Not criticizing the man, but I don't know. I just don't get it. I guess it was just because he's a rock star, plays music cool. There's a lot of rock stars that played music at that time who I felt were better looking. But hey, what the fuck do I know? Um, yeah, Elvis, Elvis, um, but Georgia was never on his mind, but Maryland was on the Monroe path of the ship that sank. But yeah, look, Ariel, when you really think about it, Ursula is the iceberg. The underwater is the Atlantis. The underwater is like a representation of Atlantis is the embodiment of if you took what was happening inside the Titanic sink ship. I don't know why it says sink, uh, it's a little bit bigger than a sink. I let that sink in, <laughs> literally. Imagine I remember the, I don't know why. That every time I say sink in, all I think about is a fucking meme where it's like a corny pun meme where even I roll my eyes at the shit. Where it's literally a picture of a sink. At a door. And it says let that sink in. And it's literally. Letting us sink into a bathroom. But whatever. Um, (laughs) But I really think. I have a conspiracy. That I'm creating on the spot right now. Because it's actually starting to make sense. Atlantis. And the Little Mermaid. I believe is an embodiment. Of what's actually happening inside the Titanic. And when it sank. It basically like is kind of built it like a Roman empire underwater. I don't know who built it. It Doesn't really matter. Flounder, let that flounder in down there. Okay. Talk about juice to the gills. <laughs> um but Eric is jack in the sense of he's, you know, he's he's the charismatic, he's the actual guy. That just accepts her for who she is. Feet, no feet. Whatever it is, it don't matter. Um, But yeah, I think Little Mermaid is just that. It's an embodiment of Titanic. But hey, maybe this uh, pod won't be a Titanic failure. Okay. Uh, But yeah. Yeah. Good times. Let the good times roll. Good times. It's all about a combination, a mashup of Fallout Boy and the show Good Times. Oh, sugar, this pot is going down swinging. Um, but I'm no switch hitter here. <laughs> Cause I'll uh, give it a little switcher roll. Uh, but, yeah. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's more... It, Going back to uninformed curiosity. Strictly out of curiosity. What would happen if you got with me? Maybe skip a couple of rocks with me. And uh. Maybe uh. Throw a couple of rocks in my head. So my parents could collect life insurance. Um. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Talk about a rock in a hard place. Now, I'm not talking about the center of the universe. Of my forehead. Which I get compliments. And non-compliments hey big head i'm just sitting here trying to make this bread just take me the olive garden maybe we could run a train instead um (laughs) i'm an idiot but yeah no you know this obsession to be informed i actually always appreciate and typically it's more entertaining it's more interesting and we're so obsessed with being informed about things but yet you never actually go out of your way to listen to people that you actually know are informed about things. You know what? If you wanted to learn about biology and all this stuff, like when you're hearing about uh, the biology of uh, trans swimmers and stuff like that, or really anything with sports, you would just listen to psych. You would listen to literally people who have spent, 12 plus years of medical school have literally certificates, literally have all the knowledge in the world but who do you choose to listen to? You decide to listen to people who quote unquote live it. You know what you can listen you can listen to people who live with problems. well I'm not calling that a problem, but you can listen to people that live with the thing that they're talking about or you can choose to listen to the people. They actually know the ins and outs and expertise and weren't just told you have this. Like there are people who have diabetes but don't truly understand what it is at every level. They understand, like, hey, don't do this, do this, take this, and just uh kinda chill back on the cream and sugar in your iced coffee. That sounds oddly specific. Um but yeah, maybe don't have four of those a day. Crazy thought. Um, <laughs> the, there are people who are like, hey, you know, you can listen to or you can listen to nutrition experts. But no, you know why? Because have you ever met an interesting nutrition expert? Not really. I've listened to people that know nutrition, but don't have nutrition certificates there's this huge thing with the obsession of being informed. Now, it's when you have the combination of someone who's both that, like uh, Jordan Peterson when it comes to, for example, uh, human behaviors. I believe that's more of his psychologist, behavioral stuff, whatever. But there's a lot of people out here that are quote unquote dating experts when there's no certificate to be a dating expert. It's so subjective. And most of the people that are selling you how to to get this and get that are people who have failed at every step of the way in their own life. So they're like, if I just teach the opposite of what I haven't done, that's the answer. But somehow they can't apply it to their lives. That's why this whole dating coach shit is a definition of being uninformed. Because all it is is... Trial and error. That's all, like, learning is. It's trial and error. Like, most people aren't whiz kids. Most people aren't the smart guy. Like, Tia and Tamara's little brother. Talk about the Taj Mahal. Maori. Okay. Sister, sister. And I love the sisters. I mean, not, not like an you know, incest way. You know, you, you get the deal. Um, sister, sister. Uh which by the way, they had a better fashion taste than Fresh Prince. And uh talk about that being a slap in the face. Okay. Uh all the late as Day. Uh talk about keeping it a little too the real. Okay. Uh you know what's funny about the show like the real is that most of those girls. I remember like most of the girls that were on the panel, they would always, they they would they were once in a marriage or relationship or they felt undervalued and they were so open with all their marital problems and relationship problems and then it didn't work out. The husband left them or a husband cheated or they got divorced and it was the worst thing in the world. And then like six months later, they start seeing some guy and then they start talking about... How healthy their relationship is. And then the way they talk about how healthy their relationship is. They just talk shit about the previous person. And it's funny. It's funny and interesting that they all kind of have the same trajectory. And a lot of this shit. Um, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. Oh yeah. It just seems like... Um, I really do think when these, I really do think when people get on TV shows and these talk shows where their job is to literally talk about current issues and social issues like the view, like the real, and I don't really watch these shows, but I've seen, you know, I, I used to come across clips on IG, you know, i I see clips when shit happens or whatever, and it seems like there's this over compensation to make their life seem a whole lot more active and interesting than it just might be and that's why i do respect someone ironically like uh is it tamara Maori tia whichever one is on the reel she's just kind of like yeah i'm married and i'm happy she has kids you know yeah she open I, I guess she's probably open about certain things but she never clowns her husband on live tv like jada um, she wouldn't do that, right, she just seems honestly like pretty normal, and like pretty level-headed, where I think that's why like she's in the chair like to the far left, because simply the person on the far left is kind of like the host, th- even though they don't really have a host, but she's more like the mediator, more kind of keeps everything together in perspective, while everyone else is like extreme type of shit, like, Uh, okay. Uh, they seem like they capitalize... You know, to be honest, like the Jenna Maya girl? She seems like she capitalizes. And I'm not gonna say what that is. Um, I think you guys can kind of read in between the lines when I say this. I think she really capitalizes on her specific relationship being at the forefront of everything about her happiness and i think she puts it out on the forefront for a reason for a lot of social credit and appeal uh because she used to always bitch about her ex. oh jesus what is it is this the wendy fucking williams show jesus christ clan how do i even know most of this shit oh yeah that's right because i got force fed in my fucking algorithm we know they say the algorithm because it knows what you want it's like you know what if I had, if I had, if I had a paycheck for every fucking time something or someone told me, I know what you want, and they didn't, I'll be a whole lot of money going broke, right, Antonio Brown? I like, go, oh, I'm not gonna get ankle surgery till the team signs me. It's like, guess what? Then the team's not gonna sign you. I'm not gonna sign you with a broken ankle and pay you when your ankle. Can't ankle stuff. All right? Who are you, Kurt? Okay. No. Well, it's Kurt Angle. But your job is to literally run routes and have good feet and good ankles. And you want me to sign you not knowing if you're going to have good feet or good ankles? The best part of your game is your route running. You know what you got to have to have good route running? Good feet. All right? huh I guess that would be too big of a feat to accomplish. Um, but yeah. I just... Uh, yeah, I definitely think her specifically. She definitely is trying to capitalize on some social credit for a lot of things. And... Um, and I think based off how she used to talk about her ex on that show. and husband. And... It was always this... They suck, they suck type of shit. It's like, all right, fine. What? Well, maybe he did suck. I don't know their situation. But to me, it seems very capitalizing of what she's doing uh, personally. But whatever. What do I know? Maybe I'm ignorant. Maybe I'm cynical. I'm always cynical about a lot of that shit. Um, It's always, you know, I, the whole idea of like honestly just promoting... Your relationship. And you also... You know what the biggest thing is when someone is in an interracial relationship. They all of a sudden feel like they understand things a whole lot differently now. Like all of a sudden they're the voice of reason. They're the voice that understands shit they never understood before. It's like, oh, I understand what people... I understand what they go through... I understand what people of color... It's like... Do you? Because you've been with someone for... What? Less than a year? You understand... Living... In their shoes? But then they'd be the ones going on TV... Bitching about... People not of color... Like white people and shit... Being... White savior complex... It's like... Just because you're not white... Doesn't mean you... Can't actually have those type of complexes inside of your mind of white savior hope like simple oh well you know what i'm gonna be the one to elevate someone it's like well he's way elevated over you anyways he didn't need gia to elevate it honestly seems like you're using that relationship to elevate your status socially because i'm pretty sure once they were together official i'm pretty sure a lot of her engagement after their engagement went highly up. And that's not saying, you use. hey, it's your relationship. If you wanna use it for views, use it for money, that's, hey, that's your thing and all the power to you. And that doesn't necessarily mean you have the worst of intentions. It doesn't mean like, look, I'm proud of the person I'm with and I'm not gonna be ashamed of this is my life, I'm gonna live my life. And if I make money when I post an advertisement, it's cool. Like, that's not the problem. The problem is, is when it seems like that's a heavy focus on why. It doesn't mean relationships are disingenuous, but it does seem like, hmm, you seem to be very, uh, it seems like you know all the answers all of a sudden. It seems like you try to fill in a shoe that, uh, you're barely squeezing in them. It's kind of like one of those clown shoes, because sometimes... People kind of seem like clowns when, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like that free pass type of thing. People think because they're surrounded because they have friends that are black or friends of color, whatever that is, whatever, typically what happens is my observation personally is when I see, let's just say a Caucasian individual and let's say they try to adapt their personality to their ingrained stereotype of what they see, either culturally, socially, or it could just be their ignorance. Sometimes people don't even have bad intentions, or I shouldn't say bad intentions, but sometimes, most time, people don't have the most sinister of ignorance when it comes to things, but they live in the same world that the ignorance and intentions and that they see like you see what's on tv you see what's displayed you see the stereotypes like just i don't go by the stereotypes but I, i'm aware of what the stereotypes are with different races and cultures and also i also understand for the most part most of the stereotypes and why they exist and that's really really gets really uncomfortable when you really learn about a lot of this shit, right but when you see people all of a sudden um like i I had a friend still with her you know no shade but uh, private amount of followers for a public figure find that interesting okay Clint. ease it he's your friend yeah but she's not um why can't we be friends well we were and then you fucking took him away from me um <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, Jesus. But, um, and I, I don't like to pick on people, but what you do notice is when there's social heightened things in society, let's just call it white people that are in relationships with people of other races and that can be any race, black, uh, Asian, stop Asian hate. It's like, okay, well, why don't you stop Asian? hate why don't you stop your own hate for asians why don't you actually i don't know have asian friends okay cool um you can't say stop the hate when you kind of aren't necessarily where is the love um black IP is very diverse group by the way you want to talk about diverse only their music didn't suck now it gives you a black eye just thinking about it um uh. people dying people crying people hurting and they crying everybody hates Chris when he slept by will Smith okay how about a jaded point of view okay Clint. but yeah i I do notice that well, it's not really noticed it's been you definitely see it like past few years but you definitely see people that make the emphasis of why they're with someone to make sure they let everyone know I'm with fill in the blank race person. When someone refers to your race and skin color before your name, I think that should set a red flag to you personally of what this person really kind of looks at you for and that they may not just like you or love you for who you are, but because there's a there's a social appeal of feeling ironically like it's you guys against the world when uh really it's uh not especially for them because they've already got social cues and credits of being societally acceptable and it's pretty ironic to me that there are people out here, specifically white people, that day out of the race for the not the most purest of intentions. And I don't say this just because of someone that has and probably will in the future. Is that it's not your job, it's not your requirement to feel like you're the spokesperson for something that's not your place to be a spokesperson for. Um, wow, this pie got too real. Too real for the skill um, that I am inept at. Uh, let me take a sip of my Skittles. Let me a skedaddle out of this one. But I will say this, I I genuinely, and I say it because I hear, the more I hear, I overhear how girls, and it's not even girls, but it's honestly the more common thing, when I hear how people kind of fetishize, because there's a difference between fetishizing and not, it really is. People think fetishizing has everything to do with just sex, right? That's not necessarily what it is. And there's a difference between a preference and a fetish. A preference are things that, um, it's a very, preference can be very sketchy in general. But when, but when you think of fetish, it's, oh, I get very turned on just by this color of skin. I get very turned on by this very specific thing that could possibly be rooted in something that's a little off, especially when you actually learn the history of how things actually happen when a lot of this real shit was going on. And when I hear people talk about how they how they op- how they discuss their interracial relationship it really fascinates me of how impure it really seems like why they're with the person they're with and I don't even want to get too in detail cuz I feel like when you listen to me say that I feel like you know exactly what I'm saying. A lot of people will not originally date someone for who they are as a person more than anything. And they will say dumb things like, I don't see color. It's like, really? Because that's almost just as ignorant. To not acknowledge that, yeah, you know what, there are cultural differences typically, but don't be scared. Embrace it. Learn. Be you know. Be around. Ingrain yourself. Adapt. But at the same time, don't don't adopt don't adapt to whatever your uh, previous stereotypes are. And that's when you get, quote, unquote, as, like, anytime you see white dudes that get the term, quote, unquote, wigger, a lot of that could be upbringing, environmental, uh, environmental, like, nurture and shit like that. But I think a lot of how a lot of, quote, unquote, wiggers are developed, the, the very extreme ones, like the ones you see on Uh, Even though it's more of a satirical comedic version. But remember Napoleon Dynamite when his brother. When Napoleon's brother. Shit I can't remember his name. But he starts uh, being with LaShonda. And when he starts dating a black woman. He starts like kind of trying to dress. He starts like you know trying to dress gangster. He's trying to embody an image of what he feels she likes. And it doesn't fit him whatsoever because he has, like, the body of, you know, a 19-year-old who has never eaten more than 800 calories a day. (laughs) And obviously that's an exaggerated version for comedic effect because it's funny. Because it's like this dude, no matter how you slice and dice, this dude would never be with this woman. And that's what makes it funny. But I think when people try to, when people try to quote unquote be a stereotype of something, ironically, to quote unquote match whatever their original stereotype of a person they're with, I think it says a lot about what they really think about things. Um, and the reason why I even mention that is because I see it. One, because I see it a lot, and I think the thing that set it off is I overheard someone when I was hanging on my spot not giving away my spot, but when I was hanging on my spot working on stuff the other day, I walked in and you know, these two girls they were obnoxiously conversating loudly where they were inconsiderate of others, but luckily I had my Samsung earbuds. But the problem is. I forgot to charge my fucking Samsung earbuds before I got there, so I'm like, fuck. So I had to charge it. And I had to endure these bitches talk about shit that I really wish I didn't know. Like at all. <laughs> but they get but when they were talking about quote unquote their friends or whatever, they were so the the race of the person. That they were hanging out with. Or doing the thing with. Was constantly coming up. The race was obsessiveness. Not just like a mention. Not just like. Oh this and laugh about whatever. Like it was like. Every characteristic. That they were talking about. This person specifically. Was about the race. And and not ironically. Um, she was actually criticizing because he was, quote unquote, not what she thought in terms of he was too nerdy. He was too this. It was not her stereotypical expectation for what she thought she would endure. You could fill in the blanks for that one. He was too this and too that ironically you went into something expecting a stereotype expectation and when it didn't live up to your white stereotype expectation from a quote-unquote outside looking in when you're quote-unquote inclusive about things somehow they were the problem And this isn't the pick on white girls, this isn't the pick on white, like that's not really the point of this. What I'm trying to point out is I don't think people have the best intentions when they always try to think they have the best intentions. I do think that if you when you date out of race, when you date interracial, there there is a not, there is a non, um, what's the way I'm trying to like articulate this best that there, there is a, there is a thing that you have to be aware of that you have to understand when you go, you have to understand how the outside actually looks at you. You have to not give a shit about it, but you have to understand it. You have to understand when you go out to places. You, you you notice how you ever talk to someone. Who the first time. They go out with someone. And they go out with someone. And they're both different races. And most time. It's black and white. No pun intended. Um, when you go out. Like the first time you out with someone. you They are typically. It's simply the white people. If we're going to be honest. They are typically shocked. With how. With how many quote unquote looks she get. They are typically thrown back. And it gets. It can be very uncomfortable. And honestly that could kind of steer people away from. Even continuing dating someone. Because some people do care about what others think. They do care about how they're being perceived with who they're with. Which everyone kind of cares about. You know you don't want to be with someone that you're family doesn't like like that's perception like you, you do care about what your parents think you do care about what your family thinks of someone but sometimes if they really don't like him it drives you closer together baby um <laughs> don't be the one their mother likes don't be that um always be the one that's like i don't know about this guy there's something sketchy and she's like no he's so great i'm that guy um <laughs> but uh people are typically thrown back how has this become the interracial pod i don't even really like talking about race like that but i do that because i guess that situation fascinated me because it really exposed someone's way of thinking and when someone thinks they're being inclusive about things but they really have never actually been inclusive they've never actually been themselves around people Because people people think when you hang out with people of other races, people think like the other race wants you to be a version of what you would be if you were their skin color. That's what the person thinks. Like, a lot of people think that when they're with someone of a different race, that other person wants them to be a stereotype version. Kind of like some of you would see in a sketch show, right? Instead of just like... But you know what they really want? You know what people really just want in general? Regardless of your race. Regardless of your gender. It's just for you to be comfortably yourself. Because when you're comfortably yourself, you know what's transcending against all races? People get comfortable around you when they know what they're getting is when they feel like they're being sold something to fit a quota or they're being sold something to kind of fill a void or being sold something to kind of be used in a way and when you consider the history of typically dynamics of that nature you really realize oh you're actually no better And you're being a lot more deceptive about a lot of your biases and a lot of shit that you don't even realize exists within yourself. But I don't know, maybe I'm getting too deep into it because I, you know, I've, because you know, I've, I have very in-depth conversations in the past with a specific friend of mine where he talks about a lot of, you know, his, I'm not even going to say Whatever, but, you know, he talks about his and that he, and he says, like, none of this shit matters. It really doesn't matter. It's this whole thing that, you know, in the in the sense, like, the interracial thing is only fascinating the people who really have no understanding of actually getting to know someone beyond that. So he says basically anytime you hear someone try to explain or try to explain to you why Danny interracial is bad or why you don't understand how problematic and all that. And when people try to get too in depth with, he's like, you know what it says about them? He says what it says about them is that they don't have to develop as a person better and expose a lot of their biases that are pretty limited. When they would try to expose other biases for being as limited as theirs. If that makes any sense. It makes sense when I'm saying it. But I understand sometimes when you say something, it only makes sense to you. Um, so, I don't know. You know? Yeah. Fuck the real. <laughs> Take that from a view above. Right, Drake? Oh, Jesus. Keep the family close. Okay. Yeah. Turn it upside down. It's a six now. It's a fucking dumbass song, Drake. Used to be nine now, it's a six now. Oh. It's like, alright, man, whatever. Um Yeah. i I guess my whole point I think there's it really bothers me when I see people use people for statuses. And if you have pierced attentions and you just actually respect and love and enjoy a person for who they are and you don't try to and and you don't try to reduce their culture to match yours or you just try to like hey come on baby um it's just like you and you don't try to you don't try to be too cool to try to match something. Like people just. Accept you. And ironically you were using. Previous. Stereotypes in your head. To try to match something that. No one asked. Kind of like when you speak for issues. That aren't yours to speak for. No one asked. But hey. The fuck do I know. Okay. Let's uh, move on to some more lighthearted. Cyst in your ball sack. (laughs) Oh, yeah. By the way, these fucking uh, fuck these hospitals, man. Fuck Wellstar. Honestly, you you have audacity. First of all, I have insurance, so I know that price isn't right. They sent me a fucking email saying I owe $488 for two and a half visits. 488 bucks for two two and a half visits one i have insurance so i know that's wrong and two if you know what they did or more importantly didn't really do much of a whole fucking lot 488 bucks and we wonder why our medical says you know what they did i'll give you a little insight i had my balls checked out yeah getting a little few things checked i go to one hospital worried right I get in there, dude checks out, does his job, cool. He's like, you know what? I don't think it's anything that serious, whatever. It's just this, it's probably nothing, but I'm gonna send you to a specialist who actually specializes. So I'm like, all right. He's like, hey, go to an appointment there. And then if they think you need an x-ray, they'll refer you back to here. I'm like, that seems ass backwards. If you could just do the x-ray here, and tell me it anyways, even if you're not an expert, because the x-ray makes you an expert, um, and then, so whatever, I set a useless appointment at a bullshit office, you know, you you know it's about to be just some waste of money bullshit, when it's just in some fucking, you know, state farm fucking, you know, townhome type of office, where they just threw in some leftover equipment in there, you know, oh, here's an IV pump. Oh, here's a blood pressure shit. Here's a fucking scale. We'll call it a doctor's office and charge you 488 bucks. whatever. So I go there. Pull down my pants. Get it checked out. Same routine. I'm like, alright. Except this doesn't even feel like I'm in a hospital. But it's okay. Feels like I'm in like a freaking nationwide insurance type of place. And then... It's like, hmm, you know what? It's like, yeah, you know, it's probably just that. But hey, I'll send you, we'll send you a referral and now you can get an x-ray. It's like, why do I have to have three visits to something I could have done in one visit? Oh, that's right. Because you gotta, you gotta get your co payments in. You gotta get your 25, 30 book fucking insurance payments. But fine, two visits, that's what, 40, 50, 60 bucks at most, whatever the fuck. And then I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm not going to get the x-ray, I feel fine, things are working, work, work, working. (laughs) It's like, you know what, and well, I was going to go to the appointment, but you know, I was tired working, I was working, it, it lapped over, they want you to set an appointment two weeks ahead of time. When it's like, I don't know if I'm going to wake up on the right side of the bed. I don't know if I'm going to work late the night before. I'm going to get off at 4 a.m. and I have to wake up at 9. So I set an appointment two weeks ago that I'm hella obliged to. But it's kind of an important one I have to get to. So I'm going to get two hours of sleep go there. You know what? I overslept and I didn't go. Cool. You know what? I understand if you have to charge 25 bucks for an appointment I didn't show up for. Which I think that's kind of weird and fucked up. Um, but whatever. It's weird how you get charged for something you didn't do. Um, Fine. But that's still not even a hundred bucks. Not even. You're going to charge me 488 bucks for you guys giving me the fucking runaround? For you guys fucking just to check my balls out? You know what? I'm laying on the table and I'm going to slap you guys in the face with it. I'm going to come after you. I know you have a lot of fucking money. And I know you guys, I hate to say that doctors get overpaid, but you know what? You literally looked at my ball sack for 40 seconds, felt around, had me hold up my shaft, and then you said, huh, eh, get an x-ray. It's like, then what are you looking at it for? You could have got the x-ray to begin with. I, I could have I spared two people staring at the bottom of my sack like it's a cave and I gotta save the awkwardness. I'm not ashamed to show. i will do a nude painting. But you know what? The only pictures they were painting were assumptions. Probably judging the mole near my tip. Probably judging like, why doesn't the guy ever shave? I'm an old soul. Alright. Uh and I and I still don't know what her fucking special specialty was. And you, and you know what's weird? It was like an all female at the doctor's office. The old, quote, unquote, experts. It was an all-female cast. Yeah, kind of like a female-driven movie. <laughs> Talk about a Ghostbuster. Because um, how was the you know. Anyways. But no, nah, I was there. It was like all females, the front desk area, all the dark. I did not see one male in sight, which is fine. So when they asked me, Hey, do you want a male or female? I was like, I feel like the choice is made for me, but I don't care. Whatever. Just wear gloves, put a mask on so you're not tempted. I get it. Um, I don't want no scrub. Except she she can get some she could have got some love from me, not gonna lie to you. But she had she had a ring. And boy. If I liked it, I would have put a ring on it. A cock ring. Okay, Clint. Talk about a ring pop. Okay. Ah, uh, Jesus. Um, but yeah, it's like, you literally looked at for 40 seconds. Imagine going to school for 10 years to look at people's ball sacks. Just for like 1 in 18 of the ball sacks you look at. I'm talking about sets, not 9. Like 18 sacks. Um, They'll be like, oh, this one, this one's going to do it. How you going to have a doctor's office where your job is to look at my testes and you don't have an x-ray? Or something to actually give me an expertise on my testes. What's the point of an office if you have to refer me to another office to actually see if your hypothesis is correct? You went to do a science experiment at one school. Fill out your hypothesis, your variables, your control, your, you know, fuck it up the ass variables, your conclusion, and then your conclusion to the conclusion... You want to do that all at one science station. And then you know what? Fuck it. Let's drive an hour and 15 minutes to another school with less equipment to actually get the telescope. And then we have to still make human error judgments on your ball sacks. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like a great medical. That sounds like the great medical fucking in America, great medicine, great healthcare system we got here. I got insurance and I'm not even insured. Are they really charging me 380 bucks because I didn't show up? No call, no show. You'd make it like if I no call, no show my job. Yeah. I probably might get fired. You're a fucking doctor's office. Take the $25, shove it up your ass, because every time I go to the doctor's office, it's always some bullshit, but you're always encouraged, just go, you have insurance, then I have insurance and I go, and the price says, I don't have insurance, or maybe, oh, maybe I presented the insurance, and you guys didn't factor, and maybe that's more the thing, but it's like, you need to get back, this is your final notice, or so we're sending this collection, so like, you know what, collect these nuts. And tell that collections office, please call me. And I'll explain the situation. And they will feel sympathy for me. Kind of like if I call my insurance company. And they're like, damn. You couldn't get a better percentage on your car loan? No, I couldn't. It's like, damn. That's all they did? It's like, yeah, that's all they did. And they have the audacity to take essentially a 35 hours worth of a check from me. Because they're fucking ass wipes. And they want to talk about essential workers. But you know what? During the pandemic, when I was a fucking delivery driver, I was considered essential. So don't flatter yourself, you cunts. Alright? And obviously, when I say this, not all doctors are cunts. Not all doctors are entitled. But god damn it, don't sit here and talk about, oh god, it's so hard. When literally it's a small doctor's office where you're checking if people's kneecaps are bruised or they have psoriasis because they bumped it against their fucking oven when they finally decide to clean the oven for their husband for once. Like, you know what? Oh, you had to get and you had to spray some Windex. It's like, yeah, you know what? I have a couple things getting checked on my nutsack. We aren't the same, all right? And guess who gets charged? Me. And the fucking, and Jesus. And all it is is this runaround. They just want you to go from one place to another to do the same thing they can do at one fucking place. This is why people are so fucking annoyed with the healthcare system. Is because it's this run around to just squeeze your nutsack. No pun intended. Just to squeeze every bit of lemon drop you get out of there. And just to fuck you. That's all it is. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't give a fuck about me. And that's cool. I don't expect you at your job to give a fuck about me. Alright? But goddamn it. Just... Understand... When people don't come to you, and then when you're out of a job, because people are like, you know what? I'd rather die than deal with your fucking judgmental ass about why, oh, what really happened? Why do you really have this on your stomach? Oh, oh, uh, last time you came, we told you you need to lose weight. Why? How come you haven't lost weight? It's like, I don't know. kind of hard to lose weight when I'm paying you guys 500 bucks to look under the telescope in between my seams, all right? You want to know why I don't shave? Can't afford it. huh? Ever thought of that? Because I'm too busy paying your guys' asses to look at me for 40 seconds. Let's do the math. You looked at me for 40 seconds. 488 bucks. You're literally charging me, what, 40, I don't know, that 40 bucks a minute. Or 40 bucks a second. No, that'd be a lot. You're literally charging me, well, let's, uh, let's do some quick math here. Let's see. You're charging me, you have the audacity to try to charge me four hundred forty eight dollars Um, $440, on. I'm doing the math here, god damn it, I keep on clicking the clock, take the hell out, you got what they were looking at, <laughs> okay, let's do this, 488 bucks divided by .48, that's not right. Divided by 48. You were charging me 10 bucks a second. Fuck you. You were charging me 10 bucks a second. I make 15, 16, overtime, 20 an hour. You were literally, for every two seconds, you were, for Lily. Lily after 15 seconds I worked a whole day just to pay you guys to do absolutely fucking nothing. And you wonder why people don't have trust in the healthcare. And you treat the the laymen's of the world, the no-ones, the ones that actually pay your bullshit visits to so, oh, even the at least the dentists, they give you some fucking floss. that actually like, hey, look, We know you're not gonna floss. We're gonna keep giving out floss. Cause one day, you're gonna have a lot of floss stacked up and your gums gonna be bleeding. All right? But, you guys on the other fucking hand just wanna sit there and judge the living shit out of us and then be like, oh, weekly, you know, you got, you know, you really should get checkups every six months. You know what? You know what happens when you go for your casual checkups. You know what happens? You go there. You wait for an hour and twenty minutes just for them to put you on a scale, which I have at home, just to check your blood pressure, which I feel it. Em, I I can feel my heartbeat if I you know drink a little bit too much sugar. All right. I don't need your blood pressure rate. All right. I have a good idea. If things are working, I can tell if I'm breathing well or not. Okay. Like, oh, you're going to put the thing over my heart and chest? Like, you're actually going to find something? Hey, you know how you know if something's wrong with my chest? I will tell you something's wrong with my chest. Then you can check out my chest. And then I'll say it with my chest. You're fucking assholes, alright? And then you go there, they take your measurements. they give you a sheet and be like, you know what, yeah, you know, maybe take off this and then, you know, you just wasted two hours of your time. Just to go to Hardy's after. And ignore everything they said. Literally all the stuff they do at the doctor's office for your normal quote unquote checkups. Your every six month, your annual checkups. It's literally shit you could do at home. But you know what? They always talk about their overworked, overworked. And then you know what? You try to be mindful that they tell you, no, you need to come in just in case. Then you come in and they act like they don't want you fucking there. It's like, you know what, without this great healthcare system, you guys wouldn't be getting paid all this fucking money. Alright? You know what, you decide the job where they tell you 15, 16 hours a day job. Alright? So you know what, I don't want to fucking hear it. Especially if you work at a low volume bullshit office one where they have limited equipment. Where if you actually need something done, they're actually going to send you to a real hospital. Where if you actually have a real problem, with are like, oh, shit, this is out of our depth. But they have no problem letting you sit there at the front area, filling out all this information. Oh, do you want an email? Oh, you set an appointment, all this shit? Cool. They were all nice ladies, by the way. They were all nice. My problem isn't with them. My problem is with the system. You just keep referring back and forth when I could have got all done at the main hospital where they have all the fucking equipment. Baby, if I have the dick, you don't have to get anywhere else. Alright, next time, scan it. Let me get, let me get my son tanning cancer under that thing. Scan it all, show it to the ladies, make your little jokes about my mole. I don't give a fuck. Just tell me if there's actually something wrong with me. And you can have all your little giggles and shit like your mean girls. Well, that's why you're Regina George and no one fucking likes you. And you know what? It doesn't age well. All right. But whatever. All right. Moral of today's pod is um, fuck Wallstar. And that is episode 132 of the Off and Beat Podcast. Don't forget to follow the pod on all apps and suck some titties. I haven't mentioned that at the beginning of the pods recently. I've been missing out. I'll be back on sucking some titties. Well, not actually sucking titties, but saying it at the beginning to remind you guys that suck some titties. And all right, guys, have a great day. Don't listen to these doctors. They're ass wipes. Not all of them, but the ones that want to check out some things and make you feel like you're the problem. This is one of the best brands I've had in a while. I'm so proud. I'm so, I'm so, I'm so, I'm so proud of you. All right, guys. And I'll be seeing green when I get my checks. Okay, Nikki. Uh, oh, Jesus. Woo, killing. it. Changing the game. All day in the sun.